0: three two one hello. hello and welcome to the alternative twats podcast because we're alternative <laughs> and uh, <laughs> bloody brought to you by the voice the booming <laughs> voice of Borum wood <laughs>
1: brian so ben ben wanted to do introductions today um oh okay and this is Ben. <laughs> ben I'm going to try and come up with better for next week. You
0: could have been like the funny one, the, Ben, or... No,
1: the, just... the, the the twat half of the alternative <laughs> twats. <laughs> ben. I'll take that. Um, yeah, Ben wanted to introduction today, and I was like, that's a great idea. And then he was going to tell me what he was going to introduce me as, and then I was like, no, no, just wait. And I'll I'll see.
0: See, I messed it up because I tried to write it down and then I forgot it. But I wanted to say the bombastic, booming (laughs) voice of Brian. But then it didn't work. I'm sorry for that, lads.
1: So welcome. If you're a new listener, welcome to this train wreck of a (laughs) podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I made SoundCloud and iTunes. Yes. Um... Right, we're going to kick things off with a beer straight away.
0: So, uh, newer listeners to the podcast might not know, but whenever we open a bottle of beer, we will say, pray silence for the crack.
1: But... This is not happening. This will be a pop. This will be, pray silence for the pop. So, this beer is, uh, was bought for us by uh, Dan and Amber when they went to Paris. Shout out. Um, and it's called Lagudale. Is that how
0: you say it in French?
1: I have no clue. Le modèle! It's 7.2% though.
0: Oh my, we are not going to be making this any is,
1: sense. This is a big bottle. This is a big old bottle. Um, I like, do like to read the label usually. Yeah. But I am going to train wreck this label <laughs> if, I, uh, if I do it. I, it's because it's written in like fancy writing as well, so mm, I can't even. Fancy French. I'll really struggle. Yeah,
0: that looks really difficult.
1: Yeah, let's just. um. Let's, let's uh, pray silence for the pop. Right, get your mug ready because I have a feeling this, because I dropped it, I oh, knocked it over earlier. Oh, this is going to be really loud, actually. Ooh, I'm getting nervous. Can you move your cup over here? Because I can't do it too close to the mic. Oh, it's actually not going to be that bad, I don't think. There we go. Hey. And it didn't spill. We all good. Oh, Jesus. So I'm just trying to get the yeah. pouring sound in the
0: mic. Oh, it looks very nice.
1: Smells good. Oh, it smells very it is, French.
0: It is like the perfect lager. I think that's what it is.
1: It's probably what it means in French. I'm <laughs> just gonna come out and say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this is good.
0: So going in for a sip. Oh, cheers. Mm. Oh my god, that is just mm. such a rich lager. Mm. That's uh, good. I just wanna, I wanna be. Sailing down the Rouen,
1: is it? Is the, Rhone? Uh, no, the, the yeah. Seine. It's uh, a, oh wait, what are we talking about? There's Rhone. a river in France. Rhone?
0: I want to be sailing down a Parisian river. <laughs>
1: R-H-O-N-E is how it's spelled. Yeah. So I want to say Rhone. Because there's the Van Gogh, Van Gogh, paint. I never know how to Van- say Hoh. it. Everyone's like, yeah, Van Gogh, Van Gogh, Van, Van Gogh. It's, uh anyway... Yeah yeah my favorite painting actually is uh it's Starlight over Rhone. Well, that's how I have always said it but now I'm questioning I think it might be Rouen maybe but it's R. Like, you know I mean I'm I'm not a French either way I'm not a baguette magnificent painting Ma- very good painting yeah
0: looks a lot like starry
1: starry night but I it does, yeah. I think
0: it's nicer
1: mm, yeah that's yeah it's the same thing it's like starry night but yeah just more beautiful and yeah. So
0: this beer makes me, <laughs> makes me want to be paint, punting down the Rouen, if that's possible, with some garlic around my mouth, me- <laughs> around my <laughs> <laughs> neck, singing about my La, lost La love vie on rose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this yeah, is so nice. This is really nice. Yeah, um, big shout out to Dan and Amber for that. Is- I because um, I go to France every year. And I have them for the last 16 years mm-hmm. and I can speak not a lot of French for that. And I, so I've recently been inspired to take French lessons.
0: Oh, really? Um,
1: yeah, because uh, our good friend Liam came and stayed with me last shout week. To Liam. Big shout out. Um, he may feature a lot in this podcast. I probably will because he was here for a weekend and it was a very good weekend. Mm. Um, yeah, he came and visited for a weekend, slept on the bedroom floor. Where the, where the where the microphone currently is where you currently are, listeners, <laughs> um, and where you've nestled your bosom. He's been doing French lessons, and he keeps he just kept telling me about it, and and I've been wanting to actually learn French. One of my biggest regrets in life so far <laughs> is uh, you're only 22. <laughs> I know is not taking French at GCSE level, and because I could have then done it at A level, mm. and then who knows where it would have taken me. Because I love France, the, I love the language. But, and I go to France <laughs> every year, um, so it would be useful to me, you know. So I'm thinking I might start up French lessons, although I spoke to someone the other day who does them, mm. and she was like, £30 a lesson, and I was like, that's a little... I, I yeah, understand, man. but I don't know if I can afford that right now, but... So, we'll see. It's on the back burner. It is. Um, and I'm going to get Duolingo, I think, as well. That's supposed to be quite good. Oh, yeah,
0: I've heard... A lot of people say that that's really good. Yeah,
1: so I'll start off with that maybe, and then uh, move on from there. It's been a busy two weeks. It has been very, very busy. Would you? So,
0: before we recorded the last podcast, you were saying I've got a gig every, every oh my night, God. yeah, for the next five days. Yeah, so that was. And a you've thing. you've done that? I did it. Yeah, you I lived so it. You since
1: breathe. the last podcast, I've been to six gigs. Jesus, yeah. you're a
0: gig fiend.
1: I am. And I love it. Um, yeah, so I saw the One Ds thrice. <laughs> um, a triplet of times. Yeah, once acoustic, two full band. That mm. was beautiful. Um, and they yeah, they're, I mean, they're my favorite band. So it's like, I say, I say that, but I, I just don't even know if I can pick a favorite band anymore because it always depends on my mood. Mm. The One Ds have been like my favorite band for the last five years, but now like the nineteen seventy five, they're up there. It's just, it's fucking art, man. The 1975 <laughs> are just on another level, and I just, it's amazing, um, you know. And there's just so many artists that I love, mm. but the Wonder Years have consistently been up there for, you know, that amount of time, and their new album is fantastic. So, go see the Wonder Years next time they're about. I, I one of my regrets is that I'm, I don't like the Wonder Years. <laughs> which is fair enough
0: yeah I, I just wish you know. that I did because you you sound so enthusiastic about them <laughs> and I could go to gigs with you and stuff but yeah, yeah it's well there's not plenty at- of other bands I there like, are plenty so we of other go bands to that we both like
1: speaking of uh, do you I, I was going to ask you this not on the podcast but it doesn't really matter but okay. now we're in the conversation yes. Community London, I think it's called. It looks very good. Do you want to go? Isn't it
0: Vaccines Cortinas or something it's like
1: that? It's uh, Tudor Cinema Club, oh. Vaccines... Uh. You me at six? Mm. Yeah. Uh, Pale away There's a uh. whole whole load of great bands playing. Yeah. So I think it'd be worth it. I would be well up for that. It's only like 40 quid or something as well for a yeah. ticket,
0: so... I know I've taken no holiday off this year, so... I think it's to... on a
1: weekend anyway. Oh. It's a one-day festival I thing. was take no holiday off this year. <laughs> <laughs> um... So yeah, that that'll be good, I think. Um,
0: if you, if any listeners want to meet us there, we can do a meet and greet.
1: <laughs> Ben'll wear his alternative twats t-shirt, and yeah. I, if I'm in better shape, might wear it. Cause it's a little tight on me. <laughs>
0: um, I was thinking we need alternative twats business cards as well, because I was in a bar where the, the waiter was like, "Oh yes, um, and the hops come from da da da," and I was like, "You you're into your craft beers, aren't you?" Have you heard of the alternative <laughs> to And it would have been a perfect time to pull out water. a business business card. <laughs> and so I'm gonna I'm gonna say it on the podcast. By the next time we record, I will have at least ordered some business cards.
1: For the both, can you do for the both? Yeah, for of the us? both of okay. us. Because yeah. I was like, I'm I don't have the initiative to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible, and I can't wait. I'm really excited. And I just. We're just going to be the biggest twats. I, I know. <laughs> just
0: There you go. It's like, if we ever go for dinner in a restaurant, we can book it under alternative twats. Oh, my. And then be like, hi, uh, have you got a table for the alternative twats? Whack out the business card.
1: Yeah, but I feel like if we try and book a table under alternative twats, they'll just go, oh, no. fuck off and hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe maybe we need to do like a
0: very very authentic restaurant, so authentic that they don't speak English, <laughs> like a <laughs>
1: Turkish restaurant where everyone speaks Turkish. Or we could tr- try and translate alternative toads into French, and then just mm. book under that. Le <laughs> <laughs> um, right, do you want some more beer? Oh yeah. You finished the? Are you finished no, this? I haven't finished. Okay, me neither. But it, but but it is so us.
0: nice. The, that's the thing. It's it's seven point two, right? Yeah. So drinkable. <laughs> mm. You could you could stick this in a baby's bottle. <laughs> I oh, Don't. Don't. Uh, definitely don't do that. Um, but uh, they would not complain.
1: No, this is good. It is. <laughs> <That's, laughs> it's it's that's such really a disappointing bad. clink, isn't it? <laughs> it's, yeah, it doesn't it get any better. Mmm. <laughs> mmm.
0: Oh my god, it just caresses your mouth.
1: <laughs> it caresses the taste buds. <laughs> I feel um, like
0: I'm cradled by this lager. Mm.
1: Oh, the other bands I saw that week. Yes. I also saw a band called Night Riots, which I hadn't really listened to. Mm. Um but they were very good. Sounded like a lot like The Killers.
0: Oh, that yeah. sounds exciting.
1: And they're, very, they're not very big and they played in this tiny room. Did they play Mr. Brightside? No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Even though everyone seems to play it all the time, but uh, just not them.
0: Have you seen that Tab article, at uh, least like a parody, of this guy who listens to, who is addicted to Mr. Brightside?
1: <laughs> 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 and he tries to legally change his name <laughs> to oh Mr. My Brightside. Oh, <laughs> uh, now I kind of want to do that i'm 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 already sick of the song, but now' but Brian, Brian brightside Brian brightside, like a cheery Brian blessed <laughs> <laughs> um uh, yeah, and the other band I saw was lower than Atlantis, who were from Watford, and I went to see them in Watford mm. and I went to school basically in Watford, so it was a cool, cool moment mm. although I felt for them because I don't know, I feel like they're on under a lot of pressure in Watford, Because um, there's a lot of people in Watford that love them, mm. um but I don't know it's just. Like, it was a weird atmosphere at the gig, which was a bit unfortunate. Um, In what way? Well, like, there's there was this bit where he, Mike, Mike Juice, the lead singer, uh, was going to come into the he, into the audience. He told everyone to make some space, and he mm. came into the audience with his acoustic guitar and was going to do a song with no amps or microphone or anything. He just do yeah. it, and then everyone would sing along. And he'd done it on every other date on the tour, and it worked perfectly. Mm. And at Watford, people just wouldn't shut the fuck up. And he just like stormed back onto the stage and didn't do it. Oh my God. It was, it that was quite really awkward. Weird. That is, um, but I've, I really, I felt sorry for him. Cause like, it's this thing that he'd done, managed to do so, every, so well everywhere else. I'd seen some like amazing videos and pictures of it, of it being like amazing at other places. Mm. And then people just wouldn't shut up for it. And it was like, it was so disappointing because it was such a good song as well that he was going to do. It's, um, they have a song called Another Sad Song mm. and it's a beautiful song. And they just, he was just like, all right, I won't do it then. And they just went and moved on to the next song. And it was like, it was, yeah.
0: This is why we can't have nice things, Watford.
1: I think those I use those exact words. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But other than that, it was a good gig. Um, Good energy in the room. And then last, not last night, it's Sunday now. On Friday, I saw the one and only Dua Lipa at Ali Pali and it was phenomenal she was amazing
0: you sent me a snapchat of her singing new rules mm. and I because you it, it, you sent it so that I could loop it and yeah. I watched it at least three or four times
1: it's so good I always if I'm sending a snapchat I always do a loop yep. I'm like who needs that running out of time shit mm. I mean, unless it's a nude, maybe. Yeah. I was, I've, never, I've never even sent a nude. You've so. never sent a nude? No, not on Snapchat, not on normal, nothing.
0: You you need to up your millennial game. Just, You're I like, just oh, like... I've never tried avocado on toast. I've never sent a nude. <laughs> I mean, I, ha- I quite like avocado I've never on been in abject poverty. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what a chia seed
1: is. What, what the fuck is wrong chia with you? Chia seed. Quinoa. Get some quinoa.
0: Don't tell me that's how you pronounce it. No, I'm taking it. Oh, the piss. Oh my god. I was, I was going to be like, what the fuck? We need, <laughs> we need to stop this podcast and start a re-education Quinoa.
1: I just had to prove that I did know yeah, actually how to yeah. say
0: it. I, I'm glad that you did, because I was still a little bit anxious that uh, you yeah. didn't. <laughs>
1: you're, I'm like, just saying it, you're like, please tell me that's not how you say it. I'm like, No. No. <laughs> Um, yeah but Dua Lipa was fantastic absolutely mm. fantastic I was very drunk as well um, they, they serve two pinters oh. at Ali Pali and I was just on the two pinters of Amstel I don't even love Amstel that much but it was beer and it was coming by the two pint so I couldn't really complain I bet in much. your
0: hands as well it looks like a normal pint it does
1: yeah see I was with uh, Dan who you listeners may remember from our uh, Super Bowl special who, oh yes, uh, yes. On, on Super that Bowl fame and uh, yeah and uh, I was with him, and he—it it looks like a two piner in his hand, <laughs> but in mine it looks just like a normal pint. Um, but yeah, that was that was great. That was phenomenal. And on Friday, the two of us are going to see the streets. We are. I'm very excited. For I that. am so excited for the streets. That is going to be amazing.
0: Yeah, I, I, that's so. I suppose this sort of segues into one of the topics that I wanted to talk about, but I have no idea how to dance the music that I like. Mm. so going to the streets I don't really know what I'm going to do because I haven't been to that many gigs of like bands that I've liked yeah in fact possibly the the only gig gig that I've been to where I liked the band was I went to the drums supported by Spectre nice uh, in the Roundhouse and that was great That was fantastic. They had Boy George on randomly. What? (laughs) Like as a random special guest and they sang Karma Chameleon. That's amazing. So that was great. But like, other than that, I'm very, very used to dancing to like club music Mm. and not much else. So I've got a system with the club music. Mm. You listen to the bass and then you hop from one foot to the other (laughs) on the bass. And then sometimes you do a whole one, two, hop, hop, one, two, hop, hop. (laughs) And then it looks like you know how to dance, but how do you dance to indie music? No fucking clue.
1: It's just the beauty. See, so we were at Propaganda last week. Yeah. Um, so Propaganda is a club night they do all over the place. Um, national. Was, yeah, we went to the. Might be
0: international, one. but definitely national.
1: Yeah, they do it in Lincoln, where I went to uni. They do it in Reading. They do it in Bristol. They do it in Leeds. They do it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do it in London, at the Electro Ballroom in Camden. And it was really good, actually, in the uh, Yeah, Ballroom. that is
0: one of the best propaganda nights I've been to. Yeah. The uh, Electro Ballroom in Camden, Camden. It was great. It
1: was it, a great night out. Um, I, I wish I could it. have
0: stayed longer. I wish I could have stayed until closing.
1: We, I was saying that I, I want to do it again soon. Because the problem is, for us to get back home... The last train is at 1.40am, Yeah, and that's too early if we're doing a club night thing. Mm. But we got an Uber back, and it only, it only actually took half an hour. It was like 50 quid, but split between like six of us, because it was an Uber XL as well. Mm. And then split between like six of us, it's not that much at all actually. So yeah. it's completely doable. We could probably get an Uber there as well actually.
0: Yeah, but we probably want to get the train in and drink and stuff.
1: Yeah, probably actually easier, yeah. <laughs> Either way, Propaganda London, uh, the Electro Boy in Camden. Big up.
0: Yeah. It, <laughs> it was it, really It good. was just a, such a cool atmosphere. I yeah. Because I, I feel like... I'm, this is me being a massive snob here, but I feel like indie people are just quite cool. They're just quite chill. Yeah. I feel like it's very difficult to get into a fight with someone who likes indie music. Yeah,
1: although there was one guy. Was there? Actually. Uh, There's always one. He was trying to start on one of us. And I, like... Because uh, he was walking past and someone like knocked him. Uh. And he like... He like turned around or like aggressively and we were just like oh, fuck off yeah and it was just yeah but god i wasn't there at that point it then. was it was fine that's the thing that's what it was and that yeah. was it um <clears throat> but that's no that was really good um so i would recommend um and sometimes john mahon djs there he, de- he used to dj a lot in lincoln propaganda mm-hmm. and he is the best dj i've ever seen because and i know that for a fact because i know him by name And it was always an appealing thing. If we saw that he was DJing that night, we'd be like, okay, we have to go. Yeah. Because he's like, he has so much energy and he's like a proper like hype man as well. And like, he's just mental and he's a fantastic DJ. Because it's like for for indie music as well. Because the thing is, like what you're saying, you don't know how to dance to it. I think a lot of it is just singing along to the songs because Mm. you know most of the words to most of the songs. And just being quite drunk and having a good time, I think.
0: That, yeah, that, see, that's what I've sort of defaulted to, but I wasn't sure if I was getting it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can get it right or wrong. Well, what is right
1: or wrong? Do what I, you want.
0: I feel like someone doing, like, someone moonwalking to Mr. Brightside, they're doing it wrong. I feel like they're not. I'm going to have to disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right. I, after after we've done this podcast, we're going to watch some moonwalking videos and put Mister Brightside, Brightside on, and we're going to see it, how I reckon going it
1: will be a fantastic experience. <laughs> um, do
0: do it at home and write in and tell us. Yeah, tell us what it's like because I I have a feeling it it does not go. I reckon it will. Well, we will see
1: <laughs> the results. I um yeah. So with the streets, though, I think. But well, I will probably not want to be right down the front for it anyway. I think Why not the bars are near the back and uh, it'll be the kind of thing that'll be really fun to just, just drink and drink and drink and watch and enjoy. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So Yeah. Because as well I know there'll be like a lot more hardcore fans of the streets that have been like hardcore fans of the streets for like fifteen years. Mm. And like I really like the streets, but I I don't know every word to every song. True. I don't know every word to most of the songs. I don't know if I know every word to any of their songs. Really? Not every word. Maybe Dry Your Eyes, mate, because that was that one song that I knew before I knew The Streets, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, like but Fit But, you also, fit, but Oh, you no, know I it? could do Fit But You Know Because yeah. I
0: can do Fit But Don't You Know it? Yeah, that's true.
1: But, you know, either way, I'm just going to really enjoy it. It's going to be yeah, really good. it's going to be fantastic. To, to go to. Um, so The Streets' A Grand Don't Come For Free album is, like, one of the Best albums ever, I think, in yeah. my opinion. It's phenomenal. Um, the storytelling is just, like, out of this world. Mm. Um, but an album I've been listening to on repeat for, like, the last week, that's this, of which has a similar level of incredible storytelling that I never appreciated for that reason, I just always liked some of the songs, mm. is uh, Whatever You Say I Am, That's What I'm Not by The Arctic Monkeys.
0: Which is just... That, which, that is... Pure fantasticness as well. Like
1: the whole the whole album is just about Sheffield and nightlife and mm. like
0: getting but, kicked out by not getting let in by bouncers. By bouncers,
1: yeah, like the, the, from Ritz to rubble. Yeah, I is love from Ritz. To incredible. Rubble.
0: In fact, as a like twelve year old, thirteen year old kid, I memorized the like the semi rap bits of that, and I yeah. thought it was so hard. <laughs> I'll take on any bouncer. I'll take. A, <laughs> I'll switch jumpers and make another move. still on my brain. I've got something to prove to all the smirking faces and the boys in black. Before that gets
1: copyrighted, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna stop.
0: But I could go on.
1: But yeah, like, and I've just been listening to that album on on repeat. Riot Van, I think, is my favourite song on the album. Oh it's yes, just so I've had Riot Van stuck in my head. Like, I woke up this morning and I was laying in bed. And I've been, so I've been sleeping with my curtains open mm. to try and wake up naturally with the sunlight and it's been working, but it also means I wake up really early. Yeah. Even if I go to bed quite late. Um, but I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, it comes around. And I was like, oh <laughs> God, can, uh, yeah. That's get...
0: definitely a feeling for when you've got a hungover, mm. a hungover, a hungover. <laughs> this 7% is hitting me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like. Up rolls a riot van and the coppers kicked him in. Yeah. There was
1: no way he could win. It's such a good song. Mm. It's just it's just about like a bunch of kids winding up policemen just just because it's funny. Yeah, they've not they've not even do, really done anything wrong. For fu- for something to do. Yeah. Which I think is just just just
0: and the line, please don't stop talking because they won't find us if you do. Yeah, that is so good. It's so good. Because the, the only fun these kids in Sheffield have is, is running wi- away from policemen. Yeah. yeah.
1: Winding up the police and running away from it. Yeah. It's a fucking great song. Fucking great album. Yeah. The whole thing. Um, the first song I. When I started learning bass when I was 13 years old, mm-hmm. the first song I ever learned on bass was When the Sun Goes Down by Two Monkeys. Mmm which you- I can still play to this day. It's not hard. But.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, in fact, I can play the When the Sun Goes Down on ukulele. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's relatively simple. Um But that's
0: the thing. Every single song on that album has a sort of... If you say... like Although that sounded like the Strictly Come Dancing community. Yeah. But you know what I mean. <laughs> oh my god, that really did sound like. Uh, a do, good know, I, this oh. is seven percent leave me alone. <laughs> but every single song has that sort of like driving bassline. Yeah, it's just incredible. Yeah,
1: and uh, another. So um, I've been listening to a lot of Arctic Monkeys in general, but specifically that album. But um, also AM a lot because what, what an album. Like, incredibly different for yeah. their first album. Like, it's they, They've but, really,
0: really changed. Like, as, I suppose as they've
1: changed yeah, people, but. But it's worked so well for them. Like, they've just, they did just such a good job, and I'm really excited to hear the new album. Have they even announced their new album last time we were on the podcast? No, I don't,
0: don't think they have.
1: Tranquility Based Hotel and Casino. Yes. I am very excited. And, like, the track list names, like, looking at the names of the songs. The World's First Ever Monster Truck Front Flip is the name of one of their songs on the album. I'm like, I just can't wait to hear it. That and The Ultra Cheese. Like, it's going to be amazing. The song titles are reminding me a lot of uh, Suck It In The Sea. Yeah. You know, when you've got, like, The Hellcat Spangled Shalala (laughs) and uh, um, Don't Sit Down Because I Moved Your Chair. Oh, I love that that song so much. Just the... It's... A great that is a great album. That's a great summer album as well. In the mm. sun recently, like Black Treacle is one of the best summer songs ever, in my opinion. Yeah. It's just it's great.
0: and speaking of that, actually, the the summer has hit England. I mm. don't know where you're listing from, but it has been
1: so warm. I'm hang on. <laughs> Brian is slapping himself. I'm just tanned, I'm not even sunburned, but I have got a tan on from the last few days mm. because it's just been mental. It was twenty nine degrees on Thursday. Yep. Twenty nine. I I've resorted to working outside
0: when I'm working from home and it's it is beautiful. It's, it's incredible. It's it's just the most incredible thing. And like you walk in you're like walking down the street, everyone's happy, like what what do people do in hot countries where it's like
1: this all the time? <laughs> just, they just must They're be just so happy. Happy all the, time. all the time. Although apparently Denmark is the happiest country in the world. Yeah. Which is quite cold most of the time, I imagine. Well, it's very similar
0: to England, to be fair. Really? Yeah. But
1: I think, I feel like they would have more extremes with their weather. Well, yeah. like it I imagine it snows a lot more in Denmark. Yeah, I, I feel more. like
0: it snows all, well, every year. Yeah. Whereas where we get, like, snow every so often. Yeah.
1: We used to get snow every year, and now it's. Like every four years. Thanks, I was, uh, Thanks Obama. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, shout out to Sharon, my work mum, mm. uh, <laughs> because
0: she gave me some beer and I neglected to bring it. So I'll probably drink it on the next podcast. Okay. But she has this expression where she says that anyone that she wants to be in a relationship with, she doesn't want someone who will just do anything. She wants someone who wants to boil an ocean. The what? Who wants to boil an
1: ocean? To boil an ocean. Yeah. That so like
0: a if, phrase. If you imagine boiling an ocean, it's a lot of work and it's a massive dream. Yeah. Um. So she doesn't want to be with someone with no ambition, essentially. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. No, um, I like
1: that. So,
0: so I was talking to my aunt. Um. Sorry. There's just gonna be some rustling. A little rustle. So, <laughs> Kurt Russell. I was talking to my aunt about um. How, yeah, I probably want to be with someone who wants to boil an ocean, but I'd probably settle for someone who raised my um, ocean temperature by one degree and (laughs) endangered all life on the planet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, raise the temperature by one and a half degrees and puts uh, most of the English coastline underwater. (laughs) Yeah. God, the state of it.
0: Rest in peace, Brighton. Yeah. You're getting Um, sank.
1: See you later, Middlesbrough. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah.
0: Come up here when it's, where it's dry, idiots.
1: I don't even want to get into that. Because yeah. that's a whole that frustration. A whole thing. Yeah. Um, watch the, uh, that documentary that Leonardo DiCaprio did. Oh, yeah. It's called, I'll tell you, Before the Flood. Um. That was a signed reading
0: for one of my, uh, one of my philosophy courses. Oh, nice.
1: Um, yeah, it was free for like, the, I mean, it was free for like a week. Mm. Or a weekend, it's not anymore. But it was National Geographic, I think, or Discovery. Think so. It was one yeah, of the two. It's, it's a thing. Um, yeah, palm oil is killing the planet. Just uh, I fuck palm oil. Yeah, indeed. Even so, peanut butter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, peanut butter and soy patty. <laughs> mm. Do you, you want to go on on right, peanut I'm, butter? I'm
1: going to go off on peanut butter for a second. Yeah. a lot most peanut butter uses palm oil.
0: I fucking love peanut butter, by but
1: the I absolutely love peanut butter. I adore it. Meridian peanut butter um, is the shit. Is it? It's so good. It's um, it's made with 100% peanuts. There's no oils, no salt, no nothing added. It's just wow. blended peanuts, and that is it. And it is fantastic. And like, you can buy it in like liter tubs. And we were... Oh, my God. Yeah, so we were thinking about getting a litre tub, and we were like, mm, I don't know if we'll use it in time. Like, it needs to be used within six weeks. is Are we going to be able to do that? We bought one, like, two weeks ago, and it's nearly gone. <laughs> like, it is so good. Um, yeah, Meridian peanut butter. And so, because Whole Earth peanut butter, for example... See, that's the one that I've tried. ...has sustainable palm oil in it. Mm. But for me, I think even if it's sustainable it's still part of the problem because it's still creating a demand for palm oil in okay. in products. Do you, do you know what I mean Yeah, I understand. So even though it's a state, like I think it's fu- it's alright because it's sustainable but even so mm. it's it's morally it's, neutral rather than mor- morally positive. Yeah, that's yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Because yeah, it's still it's still creating demand for palm oil mm. and uh, that's not a good thing. Um, um but Meridian Peanut Butter get on it. It's really good. It's quite expensive, but you gotta you gotta watch out for when it's on offer. Oh, that's yeah. when that's when we get it. <laughs> um, but uh, it's yeah, a savvy consumer. Oil sep- like there's so much oil in peanuts anyway. Mm. So the oil separation is mad. Mm. Like I used to. So when I used to buy it by the small jars when I was at uni, because um, I'd buy it on offer, I'd buy like three jars at once or something, <laughs> and I would keep it upside down. Yeah. So that when you open it, oh, then it the was... oil is like mm. not on the top because I opened this liter thing and it there was like a thick layer of oil on the top. <laughs> and I just had to stand there for like 5 minutes just mixing it, to get it, all, it. Yeah, literally just and I just give it a good mix before I use it every time. But it's completely it says on the thing oil separation is natural because they know that you're going to open it and see all this oil and be like what the fuck. Yeah. Um but no, yeah, that's really good peanut butter. I'm a big fan of peanut butter. So <laughs> It's, uh, and for you, on your keto diet. Exactly. Yeah. I
0: fucking love peanut butter. There's so much fat in peanuts. Yeah. And it's healthy. And it's just incredible. And so one of the things that has revolutionized my life, and I've only had it today. Uh, so you're getting this of the, hot off, off the, the press, press <laughs> listeners. Um, but I had a soya pate uh, made with sustainable palm oil. So it isn't, isn't that good. It's but it's, it's sem- not bad 75% fat oh, that's oh. Perfect and i for you, i it? put it on a rice cake oh. and i just devoured that motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> and you know what i then devoured his brother cuz
1: i had another one and another one <laughs> is a rice cake not a carb
0: a rice cake is a carb but it's 17 calories of carb
1: oh that is not a lot that is not a lot yeah especially if you're putting 75% mm. fat on it i'm very excited for our dinner tonight actually so yeah so we're at my house, Ben is staying for dinner, and we're making a prawn Thai red curry. Mm, with coconut milk. Coconut milk.
0: Do you know how much fat is in coconut milk?
1: Neither do I, but fuck loads, listeners. It's, it's a lot. Fuck loads. So my mum's my doing sw- Slimming World at the moment. Oh, yeah. So she was like, can we use the light coconut milk? And I was like, well, Ben kind of needs the fat. Mm. So she was like, okay, I'm going to do two lots. So that, that's, <laughs> oh I that's feel so full... bad no it's fine because I was like because I was like I kind of want the normal one as well mm. but um, so I was like yeah that's fine but she just she was like yeah I kind of I was like because you... I, I just said well, do you mind just for you know just for one night like, just having the normal coconut milk it's not going to yeah. make too much of a difference I don't think but she was she just wanting to, to, to which you know hat, hats off yeah. to her or whatever I feel like she should
0: is. try keto though
1: because mm. Well, she's, don't, 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 like, she's already on the, the, well, the problem, see, the thing, the the reason I won't try keto Mm. is because I know that I won't be able to keep it going forever. Yeah. And as soon as, I feel like as soon as you stop keto and you start eating carbs again, you're just going to pack on the weight, like, way more. And I know you're not doing it for weight reasons, Mm. are you? No. Yeah, exactly. So, I would, like, I don't need to add more weight. (laughs) 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 Like, so, if anything, I'm trying to lose a little bit at the moment. So I feel like it well, would just be bad for me. Uh, not well, not the keto itself. Yeah. But the when I eventually have to come off True. it because I can't keep it up.
0: Yeah. Well, okay, so I the theory behind like losing weight through ke- keto is that you start you tell your body to start burning fat because you're eating a lot of fat mm-hmm. and then you you slowly reduce your calorie intake. And then you start burning your own fat because you're so used to it. You just start burning fat and fat and fat. And then you go back to a sort of calorie limited lifestyle. Right. That's relatively balanced. Um, But that is not what I'm doing it for. I'm doing a lifestyle keto. Yeah. Which is like no carbs, fuck carbs. He says, being quite drunk from a beer <laughs> <laughs> that is entirely calmed. Speaking of beer, are you
1: done with... Oh, I am done. I'm right. done with the beautiful, beautiful beer. That was very nice. Thank you, Dan and Amber. Yeah, that... like It's just... Um, if you, if anyone else wants to send us beer, it's PO box. Uh, <laughs> we, we should not get a PO box. That, I mean, if we genuinely get people to send us beer, then we could get a PO box. Yeah,
0: message us if you were if when Brian said PO box, you thought about sending us beer. <laughs> and we might get a PO box, <laughs> or just
1: fan mail. Yep, fan, fan mail. mail. <laughs> right, so we we're we're on like supermarket ales today, essentially. Yeah, because I forgot. To ben buy them. forgot to get them. I fucked up that. But that's all right because it probably ends up cheaper anyway. So mm. um, it's only like five pound eighty. Exactly. Yeah. 18. Usually that's like the price of one beer. Yeah. So um, we've got Old Empire IPA. Now I've had this. I had this a long time ago. I can't remember how long ago it was. It's up there in the percentages as it's well. It's five point seven. Yeah. Um, for a pale ale, that's a lot. But, yeah, I'm excited. Right, let's read the thing. It's from Burton, I think. Burton. Burton. Of All places. Fuck Burton. Bottom of the championship Burton. I think the bottom of the championship. Bottom of the championship, yeah. Oh, actually, I think Sunderland have actually just gone below them.
0: Burton Albion?
1: Yeah. See, I I remember
0: them being promoted from the conference.
1: Yeah. like, fuck Burton. Jesus. I mean, I remember them... I mean, I remember Sunderland being, you know, in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be in League One next year. And there's the phenomenal thing about that. Sorry to our listeners that don't care about football. We don't talk about football too much on this No, podcast, I feel like we're... Because I feel like it could alienate. Yeah. But Sunderland are away at Accrington Stanley next season. Because <laughs> Accrington Stanley are getting promoted. <laughs> and they've already been promoted. It's just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, sorry, yeah. So Burton, the town... It is Marston's. The Burton Union, our unique brewing system. DE14, Innovation Brewery, brewing the future. Oh, and that sorry, that should be prefaced with, what's with the three barrels? So that's the three barrels? Marston's Brewery, yeah, so they've got three barrels or something? <laughs> there you go, Here we go Old Empire IPA yep. A memorable and deceptively easy drinking IPA Deceptively this is, this is an authentic recreation of the beer style Created for and enjoyed throughout the empire Goldings, Fuggles And American Cascade Hops Combine to give a crisp citrus hop aroma With a balanced bittersweet finish so, so I'll,
0: I'll tell you what an IPA means Brian please, please do <laughs> I'm not going to tell this story ever again
1: <laughs> well just refresh us what IPA stands for
0: so IPA stands for Indian pa- India Pale Ale thank you um, which they brew slightly stronger so that it can make the journey to India
1: there's an Indian elephant on the uh, on the back of this mm-hmm. and on the front of it I think yep there we go uh, look at him and, uh, He's beautiful and Yes, so this uh, made Don't references to the Empire, so if you like your beer with a hint of colonialism, <laughs> then this is the beer for you. Right, here we go.
0: Pray silence for the crack.
1: Oh, that was nice.
0: That was beautiful. Oh, it's very hoppy, just from the nose. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, is, you, you getting that aroma?
1: Yeah. Trying to just do it as equally as possible from there. Off.
0: Oh, my God, that is so hoppy. I'm, not, I'm actually not sure if that's... Too hoppy, (laughs) but they do say it is deceptively easy to drink. Mm. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive right in and test their deception. Are they gonna be like a Russian spy?
1: (laughs) What in Salisbury and (laughs) dying from Novichok or (laughs) whatever? Wow, that is very not IPA tasting.
0: Yeah, it doesn't taste of hops at all, does it?
1: I can't taste the hops. Mm. still nice, though. Because, like I say, I had this a while ago. But, I mean, after that other beer we just had. Yeah. That other one was so good. It was. It was a, like a premium
0: beer. Mm. Whereas this one is like a, like a medium beer. Yeah. It doesn't taste of much, to be honest.
1: No, but it's... Good.
0: I suppose that's why it's deceptively drinkable. Yeah.
1: You I could easily drink like tons of these. Yeah.
0: I, I yeah. yeah. I hook this up to an IV and I'll get this mainlined
1: <laughs> Get in, those bubbles in your bloodstream. Into my blood. Carbonate. Just, please don't get bubbles in your bloodstream. Just, yeah, that's, that's really just, bad. I and mean, yeah, I felt the need to clarify. We at
0: the alternative twats do not support the Benz.
1: <laughs> we don't. If Even you're though scuba we, diving, we, can we you, support uh,
0: Benz, but not the Benz. Yes. Or Mercedes-Benz, unless they pay us money. In which
1: case, we we very much support them. Um, Yes. But no, this bit is good. I'm liking it.
0: It is very good. So, like, before... I know it's been a long time since we talked about music, but before we entirely get off of music, I feel quite happy because I've got a really obscure musician to recommend. So, Mm Imarhan. Mm-hmm. Ihadwadach.
1: You listen to a lot of foreign music, don't you? I, I do listen to some foreign I, music. As I, was, as I was coming out of my mouth, I was like, how racist am I sounding <laughs> listen to a lot of foreign music? Um, no, but, foreign music is a good thing.
0: But in it, along the same vein of um, the Allos en Danse <laughs> by uh, strome which had like this Arabian flute that was like, beep! um shout out to all the fans of me singing (laughs) (laughs) uh it's nice nice that you're listening mum (laughs) Um, she's not a fan (laughs) (laughs) so it's imarhan i-m-a-r-h-a-n so this is like i'm not sure where he's from he's he lives in germany but he is from somewhere else right obviously, with a name like Imar Han. Yeah. Um, but he similarly has an Arabian take with, like, a, it's, he's almost like the Arabian Arctic Monkeys with the, the way that he treats mm. guitar music and okay. sort of the musical sound. So give it a listen, mm. I would say. Yeah, I'll get And you a if you don't like though. it, I'm sorry
1: about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had so much to talk about today. And I'm losing it all. We did have a lot what to, to talk right about. Now?
0: Like. Oh, so um, one of the things that we did on our night out to Propaganda, before we got to pr- Propaganda, oh, yeah. was uh, <laughs> Brian said, let's go to the casino, Yeah, and so I didn't, I, I, I'm not a big gambler, like, I've been to the horse racing a couple of times, but I've never really had that much success, and mm. I, I wasn't really that hyped about it, but I was like, everyone else is going, that's fine. So, Brian said, let's go to the casino. And we went to the casino. Mm. Uh, so, just interject whenever you want because otherwise, I'm just going to carry yeah, on. Yeah, just go for it. So, I, I got into the casino and I realised that I don't have any cash because who carries cash anymore? Mm. I put my card in the cash machine <laughs> and it comes up Do you want to, do you want to withdraw 100, 200, 300, <laughs> 400, or 500 pounds? I was like, Well, you know what? I'm a savvy consumer, I'm not withdrawing all my money. One hundred pounds. You please. took a hundred pounds out. I took hundred pounds. Yeah, you could out. take out less than that. I did not know that. I, I was, you could take
1: out like twenty pounds. I was drunk at the time. I think twenty is the minimum, but yeah.
0: So I took out a hundred pounds. Yeah. It <laughs> gave me two fifty-pound notes, and so i because I'd never been in a casino before. It's I, a lot of fun in it. it was, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of pressure. Like mm. there are lots of people like standing around with serious faces, like as if they know what they're doing, mm. and I was there like, huh? hi. Hi, I want to put some bets on it, I'm a gamble, can I gamble? Um, so I was, I was quite confused and quite bewildered. So I went to the bar, obviously, got some liquid courage in the form of a hoe garden, mm. very nice, um, and then just sort of wandered around a little bit. Yeah. I wandered around looking at the roulette tables, the blackjack tables, I looked at the fruit machines, but they looked quite expensive. Mm. And so then you eventually settled down at a blackjack table.
1: Right. So, to preface this, I don't know if I ever told this on the podcast. No, I don't think you did. So, on the day of the Super Bowl, I, being an Eagles fan, was very happy. The Eagles had just won the Super Bowl. It's four o'clock in the morning. Mm. I'm very drunk. I'm very happy. We met these American people who we were watching the Super Bowl with, who were from Philadelphia, where the Eagles are from. We were celebrating with them, and it was all fun. And they were like, let's go to a casino. And we were like, yeah, let's go to a casino. (laughs) Because everywhere else was shut at that time, because it was 4 o'clock in the fucking morning. So we went to the Hippodrome Casino in Leicester Square, which is where we went last week. Um, And they were like, yeah, you guys got to play blackjack. And we were like, "Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm, all right. (laughs) Uh, And they were playing blackjack, and they were like, yeah, come on, play, play, play. So I was like, okay. I played, and they were like coaching me through it mm. and I walked away a hundred pounds richer, wow, and it was a wonderful experience and ever since I've been like, and we should go we should go back to the casino and play some blackjack <laughs> and uh and i I needed this mm. I needed it. We went to the casino, I played blackjack, I put fifty quid down, and I lost it all, and it was a very it, it was good it was good that that happened, I think because now, I'm not, every time I go past that casino, going to be like, I could just go win more money. Because <laughs> I needed to lose, do you know what I mean? And I went in, like I was hoping I'd win, and I, I wanted to win, obviously, but I was prepared to lose, mm. and I was very aware that that was a learning experience, and it was a very good learning experience, and I'm very glad. I mean, I'm not very glad I lost, I wish I'd fucking won, to be honest, <laughs> but I'm not, like, bitter about it. Yeah. Like, Because... The way I see it is I'll never put down more money than I'm willing to lose. Mm. And like I really enjoy it. So I always think of it as kind of like paying for an experience as well. Yeah. Rather than as paying, soon as I put the money down, I expect it to be gone. Paying for a thrill.
0: Yeah. Uh, and it's a big thrill. It is. I, a, like I totally it's get a why big why people thrill. get addicted to it.
1: Yeah. Um because it, it is such a thrill when so, you're sitting there like just waiting for cards to be dealt, and it could yeah. be any card, and it's just, yeah.
0: So, I was wandering around and I, I just watched you lo- lose 50 quid mm. on the blackjack, and then I stood around the roulette table. And so, among our groups of friends, we've got a joke where the answer to any question <laughs> is put it all on black. So, it's like, oh, um, does the post come on like a Saturday or a Tuesday? Put it all on black. <laughs> do you want a ham sandwich or do you want a cheese sandwich? Put it all on black. <laughs> well, what should we do with the Syria crisis? Put it all on black. <laughs> so, uh, I just watched my friend Andrew, shout out to Andrew, he put 50 pounds bl- on black and it came up red. Mm. And so I-, I saw this happen and I was like, but hang on, if it, just been read <laughs> this, then statistically this logic is
1: not sound enough at all so but yeah
0: so I was watching the roulette table and I, I couldn't figure out for the life of me how to fucking bet <laughs> I couldn't I it was too intimidating yeah. and then eventually some guy comes along he puts down 20 pounds and then the woman gives him some chips and then he like places them so I'm like all right that's how you do it so I looked in my wallet and I'd only got £50. Pounds. So I put down £50 pounds and she says, what colour do you want to be? And I'm like, what's my favourite colour? Yellow. And she's like, there's all already yellow. You can be a brown. <laughs> 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 so I take my £50 pounds worth of uh, brown chips and I'm like, hey guys, hey guys, hey guys.
1: All on black. <laughs>
0: so I put it all on black and it's spinning around this fucking roulette wheel and it's spinning spinning and spinning I'm looking around it spins for ages it, it? spins for you, so you, you're long. standing there
1: looking at it like come on
0: and so it gradually begins to slow down in and fact
1: then, sorry it spins for so long that you can still put bets on while it's spinning yeah. until they say no more bets but mm. yeah sorry carry on
0: so, so then like I'm not paying attention to anything other than where this fucking ball is landing so then it lands it lands in 15 black oh Oh, or, or not it could, I could have got the numbers wrong <laughs> but it landed on but black but it landed and on amazing. black and so I'm like fuck yes <laughs> this is amazing so she gives me 100 pounds worth of chips back so I take away the 50 pounds that I've already put in mm. and I put 50 pounds on black again and I'm like guys guys all on black <laughs> <laughs> all on black And then it's spinning again and and at this point I don't really care but I'm paying attention quite a lot Mm. and it goes round and round and round and then it stops and it lands in the red and then bounces out into the black. And then I get she gives me 100 pounds and so then I take those chips and I'm like Someone just give me £100. <laughs> Someone is just giving me 100 This is free money. This is free money. So That's I...
1: exactly how I felt after I won £100 on blackjack.
0: <laughs> so so I I went to go and exchange them. So I pick up these chips and I go and go to go and exchange them at like... If you've ever played Fallout New Vegas, it's exactly like <laughs> Fallout New Vegas. So you go to the counter with your chips and you're like, oh, give me the money version for these chips. And then some guy stopped me in the queue, and he was like, "Just so you know, those are playing chips. You need money chips to um, to get your money back." So I go back to the table. She gives me my um, cash chips, and I've got two hundred. I've got one hundred and fifty pounds in my hand. <laughs> and part of me says, "Put it all on black."
1: <laughs> oh, and and yeah.
0: at that moment, I knew like this is the power of gambling. Yeah. This is the power of addiction. And I stepped away. Yeah. And I'm really, really glad that I stepped away. But
1: part of me was just like, all on black. Good. See, yeah, so I lost that money on blackjack. But then I did play some roulette with a tenner. And I won back 30 quid. Mm. So I only lost 20, really. (laughs) So it was was all right. But, um, yeah, I I stopped because... So I put the ten on, got 20 back, put another ten on, got another 20 back. And I was like, all right, it's been black both times. It was black the one before. I'll go red this time. Land on black again, but I only put the, another one ten on, so I was like, okay, that's it, I'm done, I'm done. Um, so it wasn't that big a loss for me, that yeah. so that's why I don't really feel bad about it. But um, yeah, because the problem is, I was like, I have a set of rules in my head for blackjack, and I didn't play by them when I was <laughs> playing, and that's why I lost. Or that's not why I lost necessarily, but but that I makes might it not worse. have, I might yeah. not have actually lost if I'd if, have. Uh, listened Ooh, to myself. One
0: of the things that I found really weird is like the waitresses were wandering around in lingerie. Did you notice that? I in, like, corsets genuinely and didn't stuff. know.
1: I, mean, like, I wouldn't say lingerie though. It's like corsets and more like um... I know, burlesque type yeah, stuff. Yeah. But
0: I, I felt... It was inappropriate work attire if I turned up at the office like that,
1: <laughs> but it's clearly appropriate work attire for them, so mm. yeah, but but they it, do it, do it just I think, confused me like, I think they do burlesque stuff at um, oh, the maybe they do I think, but also I feel like it's different with a casino, do you know what I mean,
0: yeah, because c- like are all casinos like that I don't, know. Yeah, I
1: don't know I don't know if like my perception perception
0: of casinos has been warped mm. by these hypersexualized waitresses but <laughs> interesting yeah um, let us know what your waitresses looked like at your <laughs> casino but it was a, put it it was all a fun on night also do not put, put it all on do back not I'm not a it. financial advisor <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no it was a very fun night and um, that that little spell in the hippodrome was nice that was pre-propaganda
0: that was pre-propaganda so then as soon as we got out of propaganda I said I'm buying everyone a drink and he did
1: and everyone I, even the people he didn't know that were with us <laughs>
0: so I bought 55 pounds worth of drinks which I was very happy with because it made me feel like a hero.
1: Like a proper baller. Yeah. 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 I remember the day after I went, won my Blackjack money, mm. I went I went up the Shard and I was wearing a suit. You know the day that I met yes. you and we went to the thing? And I bought a glass of champagne and a double gin and tonic and I just whacked out this £50 note that I'd won on Blackjack night before and it was like <laughs> the coolest moment ever. I was up the Shard and it was just, yeah, that was that's so that, a very baller moment so
0: they gave me my winnings in 20 pound notes so for like the past week I've been saying like oh do you know why I've got so much money in my <laughs> <laughs> in my wallet well I'll tell you I won 100 pounds on blackjack <laughs> yeah that was that was a um, it's a dangerous thing isn't it gambling it is. but it's yeah. so much fun when you win yeah I, I can imagine it's really
1: crushing when you lose though. when the fun stops stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it was good. It's good fun. Hippodrome Casino in London is a fun place. It's very... It feels like a proper... It is a proper, like, fancy casino, and it's Mm. free to get in. Um, You don't have to be a member. Although, if you want to bet over £500, I think it is, and you have to be a member. (laughs) Oh, I never want to be a member. Yeah, no, that's the same. But there was people with an awful lot of money there to throw around. So, Mm. um, you know, fair play to them. But, yeah. It's good, though.
0: It was. It was... I'm really glad that you took us there because it was a lot of fun. It was, that's the thing. Like, it it's, was a lot of silliness. Because you don't
1: even have to gamble there. No. We could have just gone and got a drink there. Mm. Um, and and it, it's not that expensive.
0: Yeah, and it's expensive just, it, it, it is that like frivolous atmosphere mm. of like lots of people throwing away money. Yeah. <laughs> it's like,
1: what are you doing, you idiot? You're an idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot, and then I'm going to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're an idiot, but that's how you get the chips. Oh, okay, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that was a good night. Um well, there was another thing. I just looked at my phone to look at the things that we said about... Uh, oh, Monty yeah. Python. So oh, they've just added, that's... like, a whole load of Monty Python stuff to Netflix, uh, including all of Monty Python's Flying Circus, which is just a wonderful sketch show. We talk about sketch shows a fair amount over yeah, the last few it, weeks. that is... It's like the epitome. It's it's the sketch show, in yeah. my opinion. Like I've been watching it recently, because um, I never got to watch it. I've never had to... Cause Monty Python shaped my comedy experiences growing up because my dad would always like show me like a lot of their sketches and a lot of the films and stuff. Like I'd seen all of the Monty Python films by the time I was like nine. <laughs> that um, is a good childhood. Yeah, and it's just like the best word for it that I can just I keep describing it to people is it's just so silly and it like just amazingly silliness. so. There's this one sketch in the first episode have uh an italian lesson like uh, the guy trying to teach italian mm. and just all the people in the lesson are italian and it's just, <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he's just getting, like they're all just speaking italian back and he's like oh very good but we haven't covered that yet how do you uh, know how to say that And they're just all <laughs> italian and it's so funny um and the have you ever seen so now uh, and now for something completely different the, the like a film they did it was just... Oh, I haven't seen that one. It's just basically a whole bunch of the sketches put together. But it's mm. all sketches from Flying Circus. So I'd seen Now for Something Completely Different a million times. And I'm watching Flying Circus and I keep seeing some of the sketches that I'd seen. Yeah. And like the one... Um, the the a man writes a joke that's so funny that he dies laughing and em- anyone that reads it dies because they can't stop laughing so hard yeah and it's and then they like weaponize it because they like translated it into german during the second (laughs) world war and so the soldiers don't understand what they're reading so they can say it and they're just walking around like shouting this joke out and all the german soldiers (laughs) just die laughing it's ridiculous it's just so silly but it's Mm. amazing and the dirty fork sketch have you seen that i haven't no they're in a restaurant and he's just like oh would you mind just get me a new fork it's I've just got a bit of a dirty fork and all of the restaurant staff just like oh my god I'm so sorry how could we have let this happen I'll notify the head chef right away he'll <laughs> want to know about this and he's like no no there's no problem Just could I just get a replacement one so I was like no 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 this is appalling <laughs> and, then, and then the head chef comes out and he's like screaming and like <laughs> over. it's Monty Python are just the the kings of comedy for,
0: for me so. the the epitome of um, Monty Python is the um Oh, yes, so here's our menu. I'll have one of everything, please. What? (laughs) (laughs) I'll have one of everything. (sighs) So this really, really fat bloke, he eats one of everything. (laughs) And then the waiter comes with the pill. He has a sick bucket as well.
1: (laughs) And he just keeps throwing, like, projectile vomiting into his sick bucket as he's eating. And then the waiter's like... (laughs) just a tiny little mint,
0: just a tiny little wafer, <laughs> just a wafer thin mint. <laughs> mint. And The guy's like no, no, no. Honestly, I, I, can't have another one. I can't, I can't eat anything else. I can't eat anything. The guy, <laughs> you guys, just a tiny little wafer, oh, just a tiny wafer
1: thin, just a wafer
0: thin <laughs> mint. <laughs> and so the guy eats the mint, and he explodes <laughs> everywhere <laughs> with his rib cage like exploding.
1: <laughs> and then wait it like dives behind a bar because <laughs> he like, gives them the mint and then runs and dives behind the bar like he knows it's gonna happen what <laughs> yeah that's, um, Monty Python that's and silliness Monty just... Python and the Meaning of Life yeah film, which is another like sketch compilation so mm-hmm. I don't know if it's for other sketches because I just haven't seen enough of them that's the, that's like...
0: the thing I've seen most I I thought I'd seen most of their films but mm-hmm. I don't think I have after They're him four films about. so I think I've seen three films right Um, but yeah there's just so much gold there with Monty Python and then Blackadder afterwards as well Blackadder is really really good
1: (laughs) different people but
0: uh, well some of the same people I mean like it's got a little bit of heritage
1: who who from Monty Python is in Blackadder (laughs) (laughs)
0: because isn't doesn't Michael Payne like write for them
1: Oh, maybe. I don't know. I thought know.
0: Michael Payton wrote sections of Blackadder.
1: Oh, I mean, maybe. That isn't as possible. I, I just don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, head, I... None of them are in it. That's the only... All right. Maybe... Is Michael Payton in it at all?
0: He he doesn't feature in it, but no. I thought... Well, I might have got that entirely wrong. You might
1: be correct. I only know from watching and seeing who's in it. I don't actually know about right. anyone who writes it or anything like that. Yeah. So, or wrote it. I but anyway... <laughs>
0: Yeah, so Monty Python. Mm. What, what? What? Just what a show! What, what a, a show! show.
1: And the, I think the best, my favorite Monty Python thing is the, the nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. Just so, like a man and his wife sat in front of the TV, and she's asking him something. He goes, "Oh, I didn't bloody expect the Spanish Inquisition." And then the <laughs> Spanish Inquisition bursts through the door. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <sighs> Someone
0: uh, quoted that at me, like, at work. <laughs> so I was like, oh, didn't expect there to be sandwiches on a Friday. Nobody expects a Spanish Inquisition.
1: <laughs> um, that and the uh, song of, uh, sit on my face and tell me that you love me. <laughs> it's so good. Ugh, The masters of comedy, Monty Python, of which there are only four left. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Palin, so my first introduction to Michael Palin, other than watching the Monty Python stuff, but when I was watching the Monty Python stuff when I was younger, I didn't know Michael Palin was Michael Palin. Mm. But then, Michael Palin starts doing all these travel shows. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> loves trains. He does. He does love and trains. Michael Palin in Africa or whatever, and Michael mm. Palin's just all over the bloody world. So that was when, that was the first reason I knew Michael Palin's name, was from travel shows. And then yeah. I then realised that it's the same guy, in Monty Python, but obviously... 30 years older or whatever so. I find that really really funny that like
0: media can capture someone's like image so perfectly like when you look at um, old pictures of who oh, plays like Gandalf
1: or Ian McKellen Ian
0: McK- when you look at old pictures of Ian McKellen and he's like a beefcake yeah. and you're like well, what yeah, like how Joe would, Biden how? as well yeah God. Like, Joe Biden how, was a hot how do people old how do people old how do people <laughs> age how do people age I'm not doing it,
1: no, I opt out. I refuse. <laughs> um can we get on to the next beer let's get
0: on to the next beer, which is the gold hobgoblin. Oh, I'm a fan of Hobgoblin. thankfully, it's not above five percent <laughs>
1: because we are slightly spindled <laughs>
0: <laughs> how do How does anyone get old <laughs>
1: <laughs> We um oh, it smells kind of like a narcotic plant. <laughs> <laughs> Is, is it narcotic? That is legal in some places. I
0: don't think it's narcotic.
1: Oh, I don't know what word for it. Because I feel like
0: it. narcotics is like... Proper drugs. Like, is it?
1: Does this Like opiates. Aren't opiates narcotics? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what constitutes a narcotic now, now that you question it like that. Mm. Write in and tell us the <laughs> definition of <laughs> narcotics. Um, but I, yeah, I, I thought that
0: like... Because narcos who investigate mm. narcotics, I don't think that they investigate wheat. Hmm. So if you work for the FBI narco
1: squad, you probably did say, people investigate the Netflix series about... <laughs> 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 is that about El Chapo? Is that El Chapo? Or, um... Um, not El Chapo,
0: no. Um... Oh, my friend Juan is going to be very angry at me that I've forgotten <laughs> his name. He's the most famous Colombian. Yeah, um... I come back to you with that one. Okay. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um, yeah. It's. Monty Python is amazing. Because, as well, each episode of The uh, Flying Circus opens with Michael Palin. And he's like this homeless, raggedy man. And he's like running through a forest and falling over and falling over and running and running and falling over. And he gets up to the camera and goes. It's. And then it's like, Monty Python's Flying Circus. But it's like this big build-up just for him to say, it's, and it's (laughs) so good. So it was Pablo Escobar. Pablo Escobar. That it
0: follows. And so similarly, um, there's the Horn section, which is a radio show, but it's on BBC Radio 4. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it stars Kenneth Williams, uh, Kenneth Horn. uh, And so the way that they open it is always, and so he opened the dark door to the chamber he witnessed something that was so horrifying he could not utter a word as he stepped into the chamber. He heard the booming, booming voice that said Hello, my name's Kenneth Horn." <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love stuff like that.
0: It's really, really good. I, and so um there's a woman starred in it called Betty Marsden. And mm. <laughs> her catchphrase is hello cheeky face (laughs) and so it's like oh oh Hugh oh Prince Hugh I am in love with you I'm in love with Hugh Prince Hugh (laughs) oh oh Betty I'm in love with you Betty I'm in love with you Betty and I cannot wait to meet you in person oh Betty your letters fill me with love that day they met in person
1: Hello, cheeky face. <laughs> <laughs> My, um, I have two, two things that I think are like the... Three. Three things. The, the epitome of English... Actually, one of them's not English. Ooh. Kind of is, kind of isn't. So I'm going to say four to include a... Because one's mild, half, kind of not English. Like <laughs> half not English. So the, the four things that are best, the best things about English comedy mm-hmm. to ever exist... Monty Python, yeah. and everything that encompasses Monty Python. Yep. Um, this has just gone completely out of my head. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yep. I, it's perfect. It's my favourite book. I have two favourite books. Stoner, by uh, John Williams, and The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, by Douglas Adams. And Douglas Adams is just... like Reading it is just it's so perfectly... English comedy. I can't hmm. describe it in any other way. Um, the... So,
0: the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy lists Earth as a place of no discernible interest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's just so many like good one-liners or um, like Ford in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy who's one of the characters who's an alien. He, he says, time is an illusion Lunchtime, doubly so. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's great. Yeah, because Arthur Dent is saying four pints each at lunchtime. Time is an illusion. Lunchtime, doubly so. Um, which I think is a great, great one to uh, spit out if anyone yeah, questions you drinking pocket. at lunchtime. <laughs> um, and the third that isn't my half and half one, the third one is the in betweeners. Mm. Because I think the in betweeners just so perfectly captures. What it's like to be a
0: shit teenager. Just like the
1: awkward, yeah, awkward yeah. shit teenager. And even the people that think they're not, um, even the and the people you think aren't shit teenagers or like awkward shit teenagers, actually to some degree are as well. And mm. I think it just perfectly encompasses just everyone in it.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and. Because,
0: cause I, I mean, that's where the name in between has come from. Is yeah. It? They're in between the cool kids and the smart kids, and they're mm. neither of them. Mm. And I, I think that that is just such a perfect perfect description for most people, really. Yeah. Like, either you are the smartest or you're not, and yeah. either you are the coolest or you're not, and everyone else feels a bit shit yeah. when you're a teenager, which um,
1: is just perfect. But my fourth, mm. which uh, I was only, hesitate, only hesitant to say, because it's half Welsh... Is Gavin and Stacy because mm. Gavin and Stacy is just every everything about Gavin and Stacey is perfect. Yeah, like the the writing, like James Corden and her, Ruth Jones. Ruth Jones, thank you. <laughs> I was gonna say oh. Vanessa, and I was like, no, that's not that's her <laughs> character. Um, both of them wrote that together. Yeah, and it. It's absolutely phenomenal. Like, there's just so many fantastic things about it. All so many the time. fantastic
0: characters.
1: Yeah. And the fact that they just call, like, there's a character called Chinese Alan and Fingers. And Chinese Alan, if they're just referring to him casually. They just call him Chinese. And he's not Chinese. He just likes buying Chinese takeaways. So,
0: for the first series, I think, you don't meet Chinese. No, him. you don't. It's so, you like, think he's Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he just really likes Chinese. Yeah. And so, whenever he turns up anywhere, he says, just like, anyone, anyone want to order Chinese? Chinese? <laughs>
1: it's so good. Um, but I don't yeah. think
0: Fingers ever gets explained, does it? No,
1: nope, I don't think so. But that's, like, half of, half of the beauty of it as well. Because yeah. the Gavin and Stacey Christmas special, for me... Is the best Christmas special of anything ever. I think it's just so perfectly sums up what an English Christmas is like. It's it, it just like, perfectly. Like, even just to the point where um, Michael's cooking the dinner, cooking Christmas dinner. Michael! And, and people come in, and they're like, anything I can do to help? And he's like, no, I've got it all under control. And it's just, just <laughs> like, that's so perfectly exactly what Christmas yeah. is like in this bloody country um so gavin and stacy yeah just just phenomenal phenomenal writing phenomenal comedy and my favorite my favorite line because i remember uh when i was at uni uh it was it was like deadline season i was struggling to sleep a lot mm. so i'd watch some gavin and stacy to help send me off to sleep because i'd seen it all before so if i fell asleep it didn't really matter and i was watching one episode and stacy is worried about whether or not she can have kids she's mm. She's suddenly like, what, what if I can't have kids? And she's talking to Nessa, and she goes, what if I can't have kids? What if I'm like Karen from down the road? And Nessa goes, Baron Karen. She's like, yeah, what if I'm like her? <laughs> <And> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just so I, good. I think, I think that that perfectly encapsulates that like small community mentality mm. of, like, let's pick out the one thing that defines this <laughs> one. <laughs> And the one thing that defines Karen
1: <laughs> is that she cannot have children. So they call her Baron, Baron Karen. Karen. <laughs> and it's just, it goes as well, it's just such a throwaway comment in the show. Yeah, it's it, so it, funny. It's
0: not like, because that's one of the things that like, I find the US office does quite a lot. Mm. Is like, there's a point where it's like, you should laugh at this.
1: Because it's a joke. I don't think the U.S. Office does do that. Because I think the U.S. Office very much plays on the awkward comedy that the English one does as well. Mm. I rate the U.S. Office an awkward.
0: I art. feel like it's a bit too obvious, though.
1: I. I mean, it's an American comedy. I don't. I often don't think. I. Yeah, I'd say obvious, yeah, but not um, overtly so. Like mm. it's uh, it, it's obvious comedy in the way that American comedy mostly is, but it it doesn't feel like it to me. If mm. you know what I mean. I don't so,
0: know. It, all right. It, so, then taking the polar opposite, the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, okay. <laughs> often has pauses for laughter mm. because it's like this is so hilarious, ha <laughs> yeah. ha. Whereas, like. Gavin says like, Baron Karen. Yeah, Baron Karen. And they just move on straight away. No like, one, yeah. no one lingers on it. You, you, you have to work to find the jokes in that show, yeah. which is just fantastic. The, the one storyline that I really, really like is Jason. That's the brother. Oh, with
1: the fishing trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
0: Jason and Bryn, something happened on the fishing trip and no one's going
1: to bring it up. No one ever. You never find out what happened on no. the fishing trip. And there's, in the Christmas special, there's one, there's a point where Bryn's like, we are going to talk about what happened on that fishing trip right here, right now. We're going to get it all out in the open and everyone, we will sit there like, come on. And then, <sighs> and then Gavin walks in and they're like, oh no, we're just getting some milk. We're just go <laughs> to bed. And it's just, they tease it so much, but yeah. it's just so, so it's well done. It's just so
0: much, like the, the way that they build like family tension mm. and relationship tension is just perfect. Like
1: Pam pretending to be vegetarian and like yeah. sneaking ham. <laughs> it's so uh, You think
0: I'm vegetarian Mick
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so good it's yeah if you haven't seen Gavin Stacy, Stacey go and watch it because it I think it's on Netflix uh, English mm. Netflix I don't know if it's on American Netflix it might be
0: yeah I, I so once uh, w- when I got into a relationship that was one of the things that we used to always watch as we went to sleep mm. and that was a really really great bonding moment because like Gavin and Stacey. If you're watching Gavin and Stacey, you're having a fantastic time. Yeah. (laughs) So if you're newly in a relationship, I would wholeheartedly recommend. Yeah. Or just a long-standing
1: relationship. Any. Or if you're single. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or. or, Recently heartbroken. (laughs) (laughs) um, And also, especially, I think it's really great for. People in long-distance relationships. Because it is about a long-distance relationship. It is, yeah. Uh, at least the first series. Because she's in Wales and he's in Essex.
0: I was going to say, recently heartbroken people, it always ends with the, tell me tomorrow, I'll wait by the window oh, to see.
1: That's a heartbreaking song. Because even, like, because some of the episodes don't end on a happy note. And no. And it's like, it ends on, like, a tenth moment. And then it's like, tell
0: me, me tomorrow, I'll, I'll wait by the window
1: to see. <sighs> with the, the piano. Yeah. That's, who's that is that Stereophonics? No, no idea. It reminds me of um, so the Stereophonics versions of version of uh, handbags and glad rags is the theme song for the UK Office, right? Which is why I would was thinking that because it has a similar piano bit, I think. Um, yes. So comedy. <laughs> I,
0: I was I was saying to my sister actually today that it's funny um how someone can have such a um a Significant impact on your life where you know who they are just by a couple of seconds worth of sound. Mm. So who am I talking about now? And then I just smile.
1: Lily Allen? No. I,
0: was, I think it's Kate
1: Nash. I was... That was- the awful thing is, I was about to say Kate Nash, but it just sounds like I'm making that up because you just said <laughs> Kate Nash. <laughs> like, I, I'm I'm worried now that because you said that that it might
0: be L- Lily Allen. But I was talking about Kate Nash at the time.
1: So you were just incorrectly doing the whole thing. But but anyway, isn't it incredible? It could be. Oh, I don't know. Actually, I may be thinking that is Lily Allen.
0: At the time, I
1: was trying. To, <laughs> I was trying to
0: make reference to Kate Nash. Um. And so then, it's because she's playing Reading, and so I said yes. to my sister, oh, yes, Kate Nash is on at Reading. She's like, who's that? And then I just smile, and it I'm pretty sure it is Lily Allen now. Mm. I'm pretty sure it's Lily yep, Allen. Yeah,
1: smile, Lily Allen, I'm pretty sure. Well,
0: shoot me, listeners. <laughs> shoot me. Hang on, let me just read. I made a mistake, because I'm
1: drunk. Just going to get the lyrics up. Um... Uh, it, it won't have the uh at first when i see you cry it makes me smile yeah uh, it, it won't I have
0: the key change cry. though will it exactly that i perfectly demonstrate and then i just smile yeah smirr, yeah, that's, uh, yeah this is definitely really,
1: uh, i was right and you were wrong classic <laughs> <rich man. laughs> well that's a 13 1 yeah 13 to me and 1 to you <laughs> um Oh, man. I can't believe we're on episode 12.
0: Oh, yeah, actually on episode 12. We're actually on episode 12. That is incredible. That's 24 weeks worth. Yeah. Well, podcast.
1: 25, actually, because we went three weeks without one. Remember. Oh, we did, yeah. So, wow. I'm
0: very proud of this podcast. Me
1: too. This is the proudest thing we've ever I've ever done, I think.
0: My, I, I was talking to my boss, because she always says, how's the podcast going? How's mm-hmm. the podcast going? Because she... Uh, like, purposely doesn't listen to it so that I'm able to say what I want, which gives me an immense amount of freedom. That is amazing. So, uh, shout-out to the moment where I said, fuck fearless futures, (laughs) cunts. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so, so... I, I and she was saying wow you've, you've been doing it for a long time like I, I expect you to give up by now but we're not giving up
1: no we are not we're not stopping we're not we shall not relent we shall never surrender <laughs> <laughs> we
0: will podcast on the beach <laughs> <laughs> we will podcast in the fields and the towns <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh god Um yeah I no, I love this podcast. I love that we do it. Yeah. Um. Also, exciting new thing. I'm a deliverer. now. I've not done a shift yet. A, de-
0: a, a deliverer. Yet.
1: A deliverer.
0: I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Deliverer. I'm Is a deliverer rider. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. On the bicycle, delivering food. Mm. Um. I would recommend it to anyone, to be honest. And if you if you want to do it, get in touch with me and then get my referral code. Because if you use that, then when you make your first twenty deliveries, you get like a fifty pound bonus. So that's Pretty that's good. quite good it, I get money for it as well I think if you do so just do that um but uh yeah delivery that's it's gonna I'm excited because it's a way of earning money and, and keeping fit at the same time mm. and deliver it, like and making people happy like I think that's like a wonderful thing like as something so simple as delivering food make can make people so happy like think yeah. about every time you've ever ordered a pizza or a takeaway that moment when it arrives at your door is such a great moment you're like oh, my food's here and this is going to be great food. Do you know what I mean? Like, it sounds so stupid, I think, for me to say mm. necessarily that it's something that makes people happy. But I genuinely, I think it really is. And I, I well, that gives me, a, I get a lot of value out of that anyway. Yeah, I,
0: I, the only, my only worry is that a lot of people think, oh yeah, I'd do that, that'd be great. And then someone says, turns up, you're five minutes late. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah.
1: Although I don't think, with, I think with delivery they have like a tracker thing. Mm. I think they can like see you where you are. Or how long it's going to be or whatever. So, And I, I know it doesn't give a definitive time or anything. I but think, yeah,
0: so. I, I think um, one one of the things that you can count on is that the public are going to be arseholes at some point.
1: <laughs> in whatever job you do. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: it's, which is why I'm very, very glad that I don't have a public-facing job. Mm, because yeah. fuck the British public.
1: Yeah, I mean, working on phones in an office is just a nightmare. Yeah, when I used to work in a phone shop, that was the most depressing thing in the world. Mm. So,
0: it was just... You were being paid to get shouted at.:
1: Have you ever
0: 24/7 well, not 24/ seven, as uh, long as you worked.
1: Have you ever told the story of how you quit your phone job shop on this podcast? Because that is possibly my favorite story you've ever told?
0: I I don't think I have actually.
1: So we won't name the phone shop. No, but but it was most things, most places,
0: it, and if you can work that out, it's quite a fun joke. I don't get it. <laughs> and I know what phone shop it is and is, I don't get it, it. Everything everywhere.
1: Oh, okay. Is it, okay. Yeah. yeah. So um so I Right, okay, yeah. I,
0: I worked at this phone shop for Is that what it stands for? Yeah. Oh well now we've said it. Well, I mean sue me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I used to work for a, a nameless phone shop. You will never work it out. If you are a detective, if you are a sleuth. Um <laughs> but yeah, so I w- used to work for a phone shop, and it was horrible. It was really, really horrible because the, I I remember in the training they said, um, the p- the people that were surveyed said their most hated the, the most hated professions were estate agents, used car salesmen, and phone shop people it's because the, yeah, okay, because yeah, you care most about your home, you care second about your car, mm. and then you care third about your phone. Wow, yeah. And so when your phone goes wrong, your world is over and you need to to shout at a spotty teenager in a shop. (laughs) And I was that spotty teenager. It's fucking awful. And so um, I went through a couple of, well, almost a year of working at this fucking phone shop and just feeling awful. Mm. Because so, like, I feel like I'm not really the temperament to work in a phone shop. Because people come in and they shout at you and they tell you it's all your fault and that you need to fix it. And you're, and so, like, me as a, like, little teenager was like, oh, well, an adult has told me that it's all my fault and I need to fix it, yeah. therefore I must, like, jump into action and try and fix it. And then there was nothing I could do, because they don't give anyone in any <laughs> fucking power. Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, I'm really, really sorry that, like, whatever's gone wrong for you has gone wrong, but I can't do anything. So, anyway, I, I decided one, um, one weekend, so I was working Saturday, Sunday... I decided, fuck this, I am not working at this shop anymore, I'm going to quit, I'm going to quit. And so my, uh, my assistant manager said, alright, if you quit, then I get to go home, <laughs> because we always need, so it, it, it was just me and him, well, I'd been talking about quitting for a long time, so I said, I said to him on a Saturday, I really, really want to quit, I want to quit. If anyone has a go at me, I'm going to quit. So on the Saturday I was like a I was like a powder keg. <laughs> if anyone had kicked off at me, I would have been like fuck you, I fucking quit. <laughs> fuck you. Nah, nah, nah. So um So, so I was right I was now. very very ready. So and then this woman comes in with a charger that doesn't work and she's like, "Oh yeah, this charger doesn't work." And I'm like, "What do you want me to do about it? You bought it. There's no warranty <laughs> on it. Can't do anything." And she leaves like straight away. And if I had been like oh, sorry, what do you want me to do about that? She would have been like, you are unacceptable. I (laughs) cannot believe that you sold me this. But because I was like, yeah, well, like, I don't care. I don't care. She was like, oh, okay. Thank you. I I will leave 10 out of 10 customer service. Thank (laughs) you. So I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm trying to quit. I'm trying to get a customer to blow at me. And suddenly it's not working. So then I, I have to go home, deciding that I'm going to quit this job and come in on the Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I come in on the Sunday. And I, so it's just me and my assistant manager. And he says, look, mate, if you quit today, I get to go home. <laughs> And so he says this at nine o'clock, and it, like no one comes in before ten o'clock. So I'm standing out there, like waiting for someone to come in. Someone does like a SIM swap or something, something shit like that. If you ever, if you've ever seen Phone Shop, that's a pretty accurate representation <laughs> of what it's like. <laughs> I love in the phone, phone Shop. shop. So um, we're just like, yeah, well, we're just pissing around, and then.
1: Russell, Russell, sorry. Russell, 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 Crack the next beer while we're at. Sorry, just to pause quickly. We're having a uh, Badger Brewery Tanglefoot, which is a classic gold name. Uh, and Badger is brewed in Dorset. Um, pray silence for the crack. Pray silence for the crack. Oh,
0: that's a lovely sound. Though. It is a very good sound.
1: Right, sorry. So, continue. yeah,
0: it, it is Sunday in the phone shop, which is nu- a notoriously... <laughs> dead day. Um it smells so hobby. Um so I I'm in the phone shop and I'm like, for fuck's sake, I just wanna fucking quit my job. Like, I'm done with this. So I write my resignation letter and I, I leave it on the uh, office desk which is like in the back of the phone shop. Um and I say, Oh, you know, can can I please use whatever remaining days of leave I've got um as my notice period <laughs> Uh, and it was really great working with you. Like, I'm really sorry that things worked out this way, but I just can't do my uni work and work at this phone shop. So then someone comes in and he says, oh, yeah, can I get an upgrade on my iPhone? And I say, yeah, I'll see what I can do. And he goes, sorry, mate, I don't appreciate your tone. And I'm like, sorry, mate, I'm just doing what I can do. I'm just doing what I can do, mate what Whatever comes up on the computer, that's all I can do. I can't do anything other than that. And he goes, oh, okay, all right, thank can you. T- can you tell me what the computer says? I'm like, all okay, right, <laughs> computer says this. Da, 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 da. I'm like, for fuck's sake. And then this guy comes in and he says, <laughs> hi there, I'd I'd like to buy the iPhone 6. I'd like to buy the iPhone 6, is that all right? I was like, oh, yes, uh... Uh, yeah, you can buy the iPhone six. But so, would you like to buy it on uh, contract or pay as you go? And he goes, pay as you go. And I was like, so would that be pay as you go with a sim or pay as you go without a sim? And he goes, you do sell phones, don't you? <laughs> and I, I look at, I look at my assistant manager, and I look at him, <laughs> and I, I sort of take a second. I, I take a second to contemplate it, and I stroke, I stroke my chin as if I'm thinking. <laughs> I go mm. sorry mate sorry I just want to ask my manager we do sell phones don't we <laughs> and my manager because he knows what he's doing he knows what I'm doing he goes yeah yeah, we sell phones and he goes in the back office so that he can laugh his ar- arse off I'm like oh yeah. apparently we sell phones and he's like all right there's no no need to get sarcastic mate it's like i'm not being sarcastic mate you (laughs) asked a fantastic question i just wasn't sure if you sold phones mate (laughs) he's like look mate i just want to buy an iphone i was like all right all right i'll sell you an iphone so it's 600 pounds 600 pounds i could go to vodafone for that i could buy i could buy it way cheaper at vodafone then fucking buy a Vodafone. <laughs> what am I supposed to do about it? <laughs> so I, so I'm like, look, mate, just then just go down the road. It's like, well, that's not very good customer service. Like, mate, I get paid fuck all for this job. And you know what? I don't care about you, and I don't care about this fucking job. So I, all I'm wearing is a t-shirt at this point. I take off my t-shirt, <laughs> I throw it on the fucking floor, <laughs> and, like I fucking quit. And I walk out the door <laughs> topless, but then I've got my bag in the shop. <laughs> so then I have to walk back into the shop, and I get my bag, and then I pick up my bag and I pick up my shirt because I still get to keep the shirt. I pay. They make you pay for the shirts Oof. at that unnamed phone shop. Mm. So I pick up. I pick up the shirt, and then I put on my jacket so that I'm just wearing a jacket and nothing else, and mm. then I put my bag on. And I walk out, and I, and I and then my like m- assistant manager has to come out and say like sorry my colleague has left the shop i'm not allowed to man this shop one man i've got to close the shop and then that guy has to go to fucking Vodafone <laughs> and do whatever shitty deal he was going to fucking do all right don't fucking tell anyone in a phone shop that you could get a better deal anywhere else cuz i'm sure that you could <laughs> cuz i can give you a fucking better deal yeah i can give myself a better deal
1: <laughs> so if you ever wondered if people that work in phone shops are arseholes... Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> I, we and if you, as a customer service assistant, have ever wondered if members of the public are arseholes... Yes, they are. <laughs> That's the
0: thing. It's like, if you work in any sort of customer service job, if you work in it long enough, you're going to come across an arsehole. And I think that that is one of the worst things that you can do. Because... I, I had it sort of drilled into me pre-programmed that like oh the customer's always right try and fix their problems sort mm. of stuff.
1: Sometimes the customer's wrong. A lot of the time the customer's wrong.
0: And like actually, one of the things that that working that Saturday being like I want to get fired today, mm. that that taught me that if you say to customers like I'm not taking any shit, mm. they won't take any shit. Yeah. And so. <laughs> I was I was actually thinking about, like, after I quit...
1: Well, they won't give you any shit, you mean?
0: Yeah, they won't, they won't yeah. give any shit, sorry. Um, but after I quit, I was like, actually, if I'd have taken that attitude for the whole of the time that I'd worked at the unnamed phone shop, then I wouldn't have quit because no customers would have given me shit. Mm. And <laughs> so if or, I was...
1: Rather than the unnamed phone shop, the unnamed phone shop if you catch my drift. Really? <laughs> so, <laughs> so Sorry, I couldn't resist that. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> But yeah, like,
0: one, one of the things that, um, I learned about, uh, so, through my sister's psychological study, is that, like, psychopaths are very, very good at, uh, identifying people that will capitulate quite easily. Mm. So I feel like I had a lot of psychopaths come into my shop and be like, how can I dominate this individual? Rather than be like, what interaction can I make with a phone customer service agent? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I feel like a lot of the time, people exhibit their insanity or their um, psychopathy Mm. by taking it out on people who work in customer service.
1: See, in a job where I had to answer the phone a lot, um, I slowly, it took me a while, because at first people having a go at me would stress me out uh, and was horrible and I hated it. But after a while, I just learned that I can kind of have a little bit of fun with it, in that I became incredibly good at talking people down. So someone would phone me up and be like, this isn't good enough, I'm furious, I'm so angry and I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm so unhappy and what are you going to do about it? And I'd be like... Obviously, you are completely correct, and this is completely unacceptable. And I apologize from the bottom of my heart. There's, you know, there's no excusing this. And you just pander and just pander to exactly what they want, and eventually they'll go from, "This is horrible. You, you fucking asshole this is unacceptable." To, oh well, thank you for thank you for helping me sort that out. I'm really am really sorry that I, you know, I didn't mean to didn't mean to have a go. I was just trying, just wanted to get this sorted, and it's. Just listening to the the tone change is, like, the most satisfying feeling because you just feel like you've won. And I I can also understand the perspective of not wanting to pander to what that person wants. Like, for me,
0: it was, like, a loss of ego, I think. Yeah,
1: but when you just... If you just throw that out the window and you can just... You just make that... Because 90% of the time, they would apologise for kicking off. Mm. Or be like, I didn't, I, I didn't, not having a go. I didn't mean to have a go or anything. When they were one hundred percent having a go, is incredibly satisfying. I can't be bothered with it anymore though. I'm just going to deliver burgers yeah. from gourmet burgers. You're going to cycle, around. yeah. I'm going to just cycle around and deliver ribs or something. I just, mm. you know. Um, I, I'm really, really excited to hear what your experience of
0: delivery is like because I would quite like to do that because it's like being paid to go to the gym.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's going to be keeping me fit while I'm earning money. So mm. I'm uh, quite excited about the prospect, to be honest. Um, so, well, I mean, I will probably have only just started properly with it by the next podcast.
0: Yeah, but um,
1: um, we will give you our feelings. Yeah, I'll keep you thoughts updated. thoughts and feelings. Um, but it's exciting, I think. But, mm. um, yeah. So I imagine it's kind of time to wrap it up a little bit. It is, yeah. We're going to make a nice keto Thai prawn... We are. It's going to have so much fat in prawn it. ...prawn Thai red curry. And you're not going to have rice, but... Uh, I'm not going to have rice. I mean, you could have a
0: tiny bit of rice. I, I just don't want any rice. Well really. fair
1: enough. There's so much carbs in rice. Yeah. Well, we'll make, I think the plan is to make enough so that you don't have to have rice and you mm. can just eat... You know. Ha. Yeah. Whereas I'll have rice, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, as always... Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed Ben's story of how he was an arsehole to people for two days. I wasn't an arsehole to anyone, alright? They were an arsehole to me. I was
0: nice to anyone until they were an arsehole to me. And that's when you become an arsehole, alright? If you're working in customer service, You'd be nice to everyone until they're an arsehole, and then tell them to fuck off. You don't need their custom. You want Mark Alera.
1: But you might need that job. Who's CEO
0: of the unnamed phone shop oh
1: (laughs) in case in case we couldn't make it any more obvious
0: he may or may not be CEO anymore but he when I met him he was hmm (laughs) cunt
1: (laughs) Jesus and that's enough for today I think (laughs) thank you for listening to the alternative twats podcast Ben is wearing his alternative twats t-shirt today Uh, I'm not because it's a little tight on me and I'm still not quite in shape yet um (laughs) but i will wear it mm. when i'm ripped <laughs> 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 i know i'm such a comedian um but thank you for listening yeah it means a lot yeah i think by the this is this is the most drunk we've been at the end of a podcast of Yeah, we've, we, we've, we've drank some very strong beer these are all been quite strong and there was one that was bigger than most so it's um it's taken a toll mm. so if we're sort of sounding a bit drunk it's cuz a little bit slurry maybe we we probably are yeah yeah um, so thank you for listening. Uh, give us a shout on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, at Alternative Twats with a four instead of an app <laughs> <laughs> uh, i genuinely think that we it might be a good idea to just take the four. Yeah, and the I tea, think that yeah? it might be. And it's just Alternative Twats.
0: Yeah. It, well, l- let me know before I make the business cards.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. We'll sort this. We will. We'll sort, sort it in the next, two weeks. the next two weeks. Look out for changes. If the changes don't happen, it's because we've decided against it. But look out for them, regardless. Um, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in another two weeks' time. Mm. Um, it'll, be, it'll be May by then.
0: Yeah, and I feel like it, it's been, like, 25 weeks. I love you.
1: Yeah, I, was, I, I just knew. I, in in the next 25 weeks, you're going to fucking propose, I think. <laughs> <you>?
0: <laughs> what is that big of me, if I propose to someone else? I don't know. Let's talk about that on the other podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. Listen to our uh, special, exclusive second podcast the the Bigamy uh, Exclusive. Two alternative acts <laughs> um. <laughs> that was better than my joke. Yeah. I? <laughs> I just i i couldn't i couldn't get it without reading your t shirt. I read your t shirt. It's like alternative ats, alternative There we go. There we go. Yes, but we will see you very soon. Well you won't we won't see you and you won't we even will, you won't even see us. We will be inside your ears. We'll yes. In <laughs> <laughs> In your ears. Oh gosh. And so with that. bye.
0: Bye.